Low-carb diets have been touted for years, effectively as a treatment for adult onset or type 2 diabetes, but is that just a belief or is there solid evidence? There have been a few trials, but they've suffered from small numbers. So a group of researchers have brought together the accumulated evidence for trials from trials of low and very low-carbohydrate diets in type 2 diabetes and found they can work in reversing diabetes, at least for a period. One of the researchers on the review of evidence was Professor Grant Brinkworth, who's based at the CSIRO's Division of Health and Biosecurity. Welcome to the Health Report, Grant. Hey, thanks for having me. What's meant by a low or very low-carb diet? So we defined a low or very low-carb diet. I guess a low-carb diet is any diet that's lower than 130 grams of carbohydrate a day, which equates to about 20 26% of your total energy. And we defined a very low-carb one as one that was less than 50 grams of your carbohydrate a day, which is equates to about 10% of your total energy. So it's almost no carb at all, in your, in your, or, or overt carb at all. And how does that relate to your protein or fat? Because you know, you're not just taking, when you take a low-carb diet, you're trading it off for protein, fat, or you know, vegetables? Correct. Yeah, so typically what happens with these lower-carbohydrate approaches, yeah, they, they are typically higher in portions of protein and fat and um, and that can vary depending on how you would how you take that sort of dietary approach. So they weren't all paleo diets or, or, or Atkins type diets that are very high in fat? No, they could they could vary. Obviously the lower your carbohydrate, obviously the higher in fat they tend to go. But yeah, it, there's a whole spectrum, but we defined it as typically carbohydrate diets that were lower than 130 grams of carbohydrate a day. Now, these were randomized controlled trials that you brought together to see what the results were. What were the comparator diets? What were the control diets that they were comparing it to? So they did vary. Obviously, one of the key comparisons, obviously, they had to be greater than 130 grams of carbohydrate to um, qualify as a comparator diet. But at, at about um, greater than 80% of these, these comparator diets were generally low-fat diets that are typically higher in carbohydrate. So more or less, these studies used dietary approaches that, I guess, reflect reflect traditional dietary guidelines for diabetes management, which tend to be high-carb, low-fat. Including the National Health and Medical Research Council guidelines here. So what were the results? So it's really interesting. I mean, like it was a, a study where we combined 23 separate clinical trials, um, almost over 1,400 participants. And what we showed that um, a low-carb diet was more effective, at least in the short term, over a period of six months, achieving greater diabetes remission compared to these comparator diets. So more or less what we were showing is that low-carb diets can be effective and effective to the extent of putting diabetes into remission. And what was remission defined as? So there's obviously, uh, there's no set definition. These particular study, we define remission as someone being um, having a HbA1c, which is our clinical measure that doctors use to assess, diagnose, um, type 2 diabetes of HbA1c and, and an HbA1c of less than 6.5%, which is the clinical definition of diabetes, was defined as having something lower than that, was defined as diabetes remission. And the effect on other risk factors such as your body mass index, lipids, your cholesterol and so on, and blood pressure? Yeah, we looked at a whole lot of risk factors and, and those other markers like health and, and weight um, in the study, but diabetes remission specifically was defined as, as having a HbA1c less than 6.5. Any harms? Look, it's really interesting because um, what we did find, and this is always very topical, is the LDL response. 
because um, what you often see a lot of these so studies... So this is the low-density lipoprotein, the bad form of cholesterol, which is really what I was asking a moment ago. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, LDL, low-density lipoprotein, which is the ones that tend to promote um, increased risk of heart disease. And there's still a therapeutic target for heart disease risk management. And what we saw at 12 months is we saw that there was an elevation in LDL cholesterol with the low-carb diets, um, which is really interesting. And it remains such a topical debate around low-carb diets because there is a separate body of research that suggested that this increase in LDL response that happens with these low-carb diets actually reflects an increase in large LDL and a decrease in small LDL subfractions. Or just to translate sizes. that, it's the small particles that are thought to be toxic. Yeah, so it's the it's the small particles that tend to promote greater risk of of heart disease, and so it, it sort of suggests that maybe the LDL itself doesn't explain the whole story, and that we probably need to look at these subfractions and particle size to better understand the full picture. So, should this be right? How many people need to be on a low carb diet for one person to go into remission for diabetes? So what we observed in our study of the eight studies that we were able to get data to look specifically at diabetes remission, we saw that 76%, um, 76 out of 130 participants were able to go into diabetes remission on the low-carb diet versus 41 out of 131. So in simple terms, what this translated to is a greater 32% reduction in absolute risk. So in simple terms, again, what this means is That's that... That's an enormous absolute risk reduction. Yeah, so it means that for every 100 patients that you put on a diet, 32 more patients can become off diabetes remission if you follow a low-carb approach compared to the control approach. So should we change our guidelines based on this? Is the evidence so strong? I mean, there is this worry about LDL. Yeah, look, as, as I said, I mean, like all low-carb diets aren't equal either. And um, even those studies that we've done at CSIRO, what we've done is replace the saturated fat with unsaturated fats and we haven't seen the LDL response. But I think the evidence is is more or less compelling now that you know we should consider this as a, as a legitimate option. We're not saying that there's one size fits all approach, but I think that low-carb diets could be used as a treatment option with clinicians um, under close consultation um, who can actively monitor and adjust medications as required. Grant, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Grant Brinkworth is a senior research scientist at CSIRO.